Welcome back, everybody, to the Coastal Covers Podcast. This is the GCG coming at you after week eight of the college football season has ended. Um, big week for myself. I did pretty damn good. Um, hopefully, everybody out there did as well. Hopefully, I helped some of you guys um, make some money also. So let's go ahead. Let's go uh, through the slate. We'll kind of pick up whatever I think is interesting. Um, it's always a bit random when I do this reaction show. I kind of scroll through and like I'll see a game that I have like thoughts on. And in retrospect, I'm like, was that really a game I had to recap or talk about? But if you're one of the guys, uh, well, yeah, guys, I could see my demographics. Still no females. Uh, <laughs> if you're one of the guys listening along and uh, staying, staying loyal, staying true uh, week by week, then you will know that I think all of these games are important individually. Um, based off of gambling them. I bet all of them. I pick all of them. I bet all of them in some fashion, whether uh, it's a solo bet. Um, If I really, really like it or if I don't like it, I'll throw it in some stupid random parlay or something uh, for a low amount just for fun, just to have some skin in the game and care about the outcome. So uh, as I go through, like I I might talk about a game that seems really, really random. Um, But for me this weekend, maybe it wasn't so random. Maybe it cost me some money. Maybe it won me some money. So uh, we'll go through, we'll do that. Uh, and yeah, let's, let's start. Let's start with, uh, midweek. We had a game in, on Wednesday, it was some Sunbelt Funbelt action on Wednesday, uh, to start off week eight. We had Georgia state and app state. This game started off. Georgia state was rolling 14, nothing. Uh, I had app state minus nine and a half. Uh, I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> um, got news right before the game. Cam Peebles, one of the, one of the good running backs there for app state. Uh, they have they have a few, <laughs> three decent ones. They have um, Nate Noel, Cam Peoples, and then a couple other dudes. They got like a Harrington, and I believe a Marshall. So they're they're pretty deep at that position. Uh, Castle Castle, I think, is the other one. They're pretty deep at that position, but um, they got weapons all over the place. It was nice to see this team get things back together uh, after losing the Texas State game. They went on the bye came out, got right, beat up on Georgia State, who's just been struggling this year. They started to turn the corner, but I still didn't think they were ready for this game, and uh, they, they weren't. So I got the cover, minus 9.5, App State, looking like the cream of the crop in the Sun Belt again. Um, and then we move on. Speaking of Sun Belt, they also played on Thursday. We had Troy in South Alabama. Troy was catching three here. Seems like the whole world was on the darling South Alabama. South Alabama was one of my sleeper teams for the year. I really liked them for their over 5.5. Um, I just like Kane Womack. I think he's a really good coach and I thought this team had some pieces to where it could be pretty decent. Now, one of the things this team, they have a really good passing attack, but they really like to run the ball too. They got a couple running backs, uh, that they feed the rock to and Troy is really good against the run. So I thought this game was going to be a struggle for South Alabama. I was hoping South Alabama was going to pull this game off, just not cover the three. I had to take the three. With Troy, I thought these were two evenly matched teams. I didn't think people were giving Troy um, enough credit. You know, I, I thought both of these teams were sleepers in the Sun Belt, honestly. Um, so yeah, Troy gets the win, ten to six. We got the cover on that one. I didn't bet at money line. Um, I wasn't confident enough, I guess, in it to, to bet at money line. But um, yeah, the dog got the cover there, and then the dog got the cover in the next game on Thursday, which was Virginia versus Georgia Tech. 
Jeff Sims goes down, goes out early. Um, because he was he was questionable for this game, and I was worried about it. I, I took Georgia Tech minus three. Um, they've been rolling a little bit under uh, interim head coach Brent Key, and I took Georgia minus Georgia Tech minus three because Virginia sucked, <laughs> and uh, Jeff Sims was looking like he was going to play, and he did play, and then he immediately got out of the game like really early. Um, <laughs> the backup that they had, I mean, was one of the worst performances I have ever seen by a backup, like a second-string quarterback. I could not believe how bad this dude was. Uh, just just ridiculously, ridiculously bad. And I, I was watching the game, and I, I, I tweeted it out at some point, but I, I was just thinking to myself the whole time, I was like, man, this team uh, this team would be really like an interesting team to run the triple option. <laughs> but, you know, we've been there. We've done that. That was the, all their you know competitive years as of late was when they did that. And uh, now they're struggling to win games with the talent that they have because they can't recruit um, at a high enough level to be consistently anything special. So uh, Virginia gets the win 16 to nine underdog straight up wins that one as well. Uh, I did lose some money on that one. So um, Jeff Sims really, really similar to another game uh, later in the slate that I really, really liked that the situation, you know, Seemed fine. Seemed like he was good to go. And then all of a sudden we had a problem. So we'll talk about that other game later. Um, Tulsa takes care of Temple. Does not cover. Good for them. I don't really care. UAB, Western Kentucky. This is on Friday, by the way. Um, UAB, their quarterback also went down. So I had the underdog in that matchup as well. UAB catching two and a half. They did hold Western Kentucky's high-powered offense down. Only 20 points for the Hilltoppers. But... um, Again, another backup quarterback I had in this game uh, after Dylan Hopkins went down, and and we just never got the ship right, really. Zeno only threw 10 passes total. He only completed three of them. I uh, threw a pick, so it was just it was garbage. Sucked. Uh, hopefully Dylan Hopkins is okay because that's another team that's going to struggle on that backup now. Um, so Western Kentucky gets the cover by a half a point, depending on where you got the line. I think this game opened at three. Um, I, by the time I picked it for the podcast, I had it two and a half. So, uh, is what it is. I did not cover that one, but we had a fine week, so I'm not too worried about that. Let's get into Saturday. Uh, Rutgers beat Indiana 24 to 17. That's pretty much what should happen. Um, the fourth win of the season for Rutgers. So, uh, good job. Rutgers actually has a winning record. They're four and three. Funny enough, as, as bad as that team is, Shiano's still finding a way to get it done there. So, um, Good, good. Houston gets another win uh, over Navy, 38-20. to 20. Um, Houston really seems like a team that would struggle with the triple option. They, they've they played some close ones with Navy as of late, but really um, they've won the games most of the time. This was a short line, minus three, public crazy all over Houston. I was really, really nervous about this pick um, as much as I wanted to and, and did kind of bet Houston heavily. Uh, I pulled on the reins a little bit because I was I was nervous about this one uh, just because the line wasn't moving. It stayed at three, steady at three the whole time, the whole week. Um, but Houston gets it done. They win 38 to 20. Uh, they had a bye week before. We When you see the triple option, even if you think it's a team that might struggle, if they have a bye week before the triple option, that's always a good thing, either before or after is where you want your bye week when you have a triple option team on your slate. But uh before is perfect. You know, after it's because you need to rest up because you just played a grueling ass game and taking body blows the whole time. But 
before you get that extra week week to prep for the triple option, figure things out in practice. And uh, I mean, the game tape has been there for, for a century now on, on those teams. So um, yeah, pretty, pretty good, uh, pretty good cover there. Army ULM, uh, not a game that's crazy uh, that I need to talk about a lot, but it was, I, I laid the six and a half with army fairly confidently. They won 48 to 24 over ULM. Um, ULM, it just seems like you got to take them when they're when they're big dogs. Not when not when it's a close line. When it's a big dog, not only do they cover the line, but they typically like win or almost win the game. <laughs> but when it's a short line, ULM seems to uh, come up come up uh, just not really in the ball game. So Terry Bowden only gets this team up for the big big ones, huh? So uh, six and a half Army covers that easily. Clemson Syracuse. This game I was a little foggy on. I was like, ugh. I don't know if I trust Clemson laying that many points against Syracuse. I also didn't know if I trusted Syracuse to keep the game actually close. Honestly, we all know, I'm sure most of you guys watch this one. Syracuse should have won the game. It got crazy there at the end with calls. Um, Cade Klubnik came in for DJ Ugalele, uh just to give him a spell for this game, I guess, because according to Sweeney, uh, DJ is still the guy, so... Ui Ungale, ukulele, Ui Ungale. Yeah, you know, it's all the same, right? Um, but yeah, Syracuse 21, Clemson 27. Uh, this happens in college football. It looks like there's going to be a big upset. The bigger program comes back, some calls go their way. They are at home and they get the win. So um, I don't know. That game was wildly unpredictable. I got it right for the picks pod, is what it is. I teased, I had Clemson in, in a teaser. I teased it all the way down to five and a half. They won by six, so I couldn't have been happier. Uh, I also have a futures bet of Clemson over 11 and a half wins. So um, that was an important one for me. No, I don't think Clemson's great, by the way. I just I knew how bad the ACC was. It, it, they really should win every game on their schedule. So uh, Tennessee Martin, Tennessee, I'm not going to talk much about this other than uh, Tennessee had 50-some points like in the blink of an eye. I don't even know how it happened. But they 65-24, crush a good FCS, Tennessee Martin, the week after the Bama game. Um, I was pretty surprised. I was pretty surprised to see them come out, come out hot, stay focused, uh, and get it done. So good good on you, Tennessee. Kansas, Baylor. I was all over Baylor in this game. I had it like multiple different lines. I had it when it came out at like nine or eight and a half, somewhere around there. Then by the time I picked it for the Picks podcast, it was like seven and a half. I took Baylor heavy. Um <laughs> they were up 28 to three and I'm like, Oh sweet. Right, right before half. And they almost scored right before half too. And they got the ball out of half um, to start the third quarter. So I was like, Oh man, I am sitting, sitting pretty in this game. Uh, and then Baylor like fucked around and almost found out the whole second half uh, just struggled. So Kansas had some fight in them. Baylor still looking pretty, pretty suspect this year. Um, but they got the win, they got the cover, and that was one of my heavier bet games and one of the games I liked more on the podcast. So uh, hopefully you tailed along there. Iowa, Ohio State. Um, I'm so sick of Ohio State. <laughs> I'm really sick of Iowa too, if I'm being honest. 54-10, uh, to 10, Iowa scores one touchdown. It was, of course, a defensive touchdown. Shock, shock. Um, and Ohio State gets to sleep with, walk their way through another opponent. The Big Ten absolutely sucks this year. Uh, there's Ohio State, there's Michigan, and then a bunch of trash. Uh, you know, like Penn State is decent. Pur Purdue is decent. Um, 
maybe Wisconsin now under Jim Leonard might be decent, <laughs> you know, but it's just there's nobody in this conference that really can compete with Ohio State um, other than potentially Michigan. But that game's at the horseshoe. Guys, this is week eight. It's going to be week nine next week. That will be the second time that Ohio State has played a game on the road. It's just absurd. It's absurd the way that these things work in nowadays college football. Um, these teams with the scheduling advantages they get, like it's just they they tell you if you just look at the schedules before the season even starts, they tell you what teams they want to be in the playoff. There's usually about five or six of them that they want to be in the playoff. Um, and we usually get a rotation of those five or six teams in some way throughout the four teams in the playoff. So, and it's a lot of it, you know, yes, they're good teams. They're teams with the most talent um, a lot of times, but they're also the teams that get the scheduling breaks. That's just absurd. What other sport would you see that in where you are, you're, you're nine weeks into the season and you're playing your second road game. It's just ridiculous. Um, Jeez, it just pisses me off. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a no Ohio State hater too. So there is that, but <laughs> it's just absurd. Iowa still continues to just look completely offensively inept. No surprise. I did take Iowa plus thirty here. They <laughs> did not cover, not even close. So uh, Iowa sucks. Um, we'll skip Kent State, Akron, Cincy, SMU. Here's another one. Just like the Houston game, these two games were like side by side for me. And like, oh, I like this game. Seem shady. <laughs> Cincy 29, SMU 27. Cincy was minus three when I bet it. Um, my bigger bet on this was Cincy Moneyline. So um, a lot of times if I really like a game, I'll bet the three or buy a point down to two and a half. Uh, I'll fuck around with some money line because it's not that much juice. So 29, 27. Cincy gets the win. They were the much better team. SMU did not look good out there, but Cincy just – uh, just penalty after penalty after penalty, especially at the end of the game when crunch time came down. SMU scored late, um, and they had to go for a two-point conversion, which was like the most uh, – I, I knew with like six minutes left in this game that I wasn't going to cover, and since he was going to win by two points. I, I, It was – you could see it coming from a mile away, so it was uh, kind of frustrating there. But, um, you know, I don't know. Nothing shady, I guess, just since he very uh, – very, very poorly disciplined. I mean, you're coming out of a bye week and you have all those penalties. You just didn't look fully prepared. Um, we'll see when we get to the picks podcast this week on Wednesday's show, but uh, I think since he might be going down. So uh, I have a theory on what's going to happen. Duke 45, Miami of Florida 21. Duke beats the holy hell out of them. This line kept going up. I mean, it started off at like seven. I took, I took Duke at seven. I was like, well, that's too many points. Miami sucks. Duke's feisty. Um, it ended up all the way at 10 for Duke. So I took the money line, took the points. Like, why wouldn't you? You know, um, it, it almost like I just wasn't understanding why all that money was coming in on, on the U. But um, Duke, Mike Elko gets it done. Another win uh, in conference. Duke. Duke's in a driver's seat, huh? Like they're cruise control. It's it's well, I mean, they lost the game to North Carolina, so they would need some assistance from North Carolina losing some games. We'll put it that way. But um, Duke's Duke's a good team this year. Really surprised. I thought they were going to be terrible. I thought Mike Elko was a good hire. I just thought it was going to take some time after what we've seen the last few years from Duke. But um, no, he got that he got that ship running real quick. 
Toledo, Buffalo, Buffalo gets the win. I knew this was a squirrely little spot. I took Buffalo plus the seven and a half, I believe is where I got it. Um, I knew it was a weird spot for Toledo and Buffalo has been playing really, really improved football. They get the win 34, 27. We're going to breeze through some of these Mac games. I'm only going to mention this one because it pissed me off. Bowling Green gets the win 34, 18 over Central Michigan. Central Michigan fails to cover, fails to win. They suck. Jim McElwain sucks. That team's a major disappointment. EMU 20, Ball State 16. Uh, I did have EMU plus the two and a half. I did have EMU. I bought it up to three and a half. I had EMU outright. I was all over Eastern Michigan. Um, just just really like the spot. You bet Eastern Michigan as a dog. You fade them as a favorite. That's pretty much the story with betting Eastern Michigan. Um, that's why I like them so much. They're, they're a team that has no business being good that is fairly decent, but they're also just uh, – a predictable team. So it's it's kind of nice to have that, especially in the MAC. Um, I'm not going to talk about Northern Illinois, Ohio, UNLV, Notre Dame, whatever UNLV covers. I didn't really take much from that game. Rice beats Louisiana Tech 42-41 in overtime in the battle of two shitty teams. So that's cool. Okay, now on to West Virginia, Texas Tech. Texas Tech wins 48-10. to uh, My Neil Brown gets fired prediction. Feeling pretty good about that. This team, West Virginia, they can't win on the road. They're not even competitive on the road. Like this game should have been a competitive game. I had this game at West Virginia plus seven and a half. And I was like, that's fucking easy. You know, I put it in a teaser. I, you know, like I just, I just thought like these teams are not separated by that much. And they're not. Texas Tech's okay. West Virginia's okay. There you go. That's the breakdown of those two teams. But, um, and, and I believe West Virginia was off the bye. Or no, no, they weren't. They were off a long week, though. They played Thursday last week. So you even had some extra time to prepare um, for this Zach Ketley offense. But, it, I mean, it didn't matter if you did tone down the offense a little bit. You, you only scored 10 points. So I don't I don't know. Neil Brown, I'm done with it. I think he sucks. I, I think West Virginia could be a much better program than they are. I, I, they get, like, five wins a year just just in their home games you know and and that's sometimes they get six because the big 12 has to travel you know all the way from down south to come play them and they have a legit home field advantage morgantown goes nuts um so if you just sneak out a couple fucking road wins every now again now and again against these teams like texas tech who you're an equal program to if you could just get a win on the road every now and then uh, you could do more than just the bottom baseline of, hey, we went bowling this year. I think the Mountaineers fans deserve more than that. So um, just a pathetic performance. I'm done with Neil Brown. I called for him to be fired preseason. I'm sticking by my guns. He sucks. Uh, Purdue, Wisconsin, I was on this one, 35-24. Wisconsin wins. Uh, Wisconsin has a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. I'm sure a lot of people were looking at this, and they were like, what? Like, why? <laughs> They're not good. Purdue's pretty good. Well, Wisconsin had won 15 straight before this game against Purdue. Now it's 16 straight times they've beaten Purdue. It's just a bad matchup. That happens in college football. Two teams very stylistically different. Um, Purdue, you know, a lot more um, frilly offense. I'll just say it. They pass the ball a lot. Wisconsin, we all know, hard-nosed football team. Purdue doesn't play a whole lot of – like they're an okay defense, but they're not a great defense by any means. It's just a bad matchup stylistically between these two teams. So Wisconsin cashes for me. They were blowing this team out. Purdue dressed it up a little towards the end of the game, but um, they covered for me. That was one of my heavier bet games, so I'm cool with it. 
Uh, UTSA comes back and gets the win over North Texas, 31-27. This game came down to the uh, final whistle. This was a ball game. Uh, It was one of my favorite bets, actually, UTSA minus 10. I I laid it. I thought they were going to blow this North Texas team out. North Texas ruined UTSA's uh, perfect, perfect season last year. So I thought, you know, a little bit of revenge on the mind. UTSA, homecoming, North Texas, not that great. Um, I guess North Texas is just built well to with Seth Luttrell to play UTSA close. You have that sometimes. So um, I was wrong on this one. I'm glad to see UTSA still get the win. I also had them in a teaser. So I still, you know, still worth something to me. Um, So there's that. Uh, Maryland edges out Northwestern 31-24 on the backup quarterback. Not going to talk about that too much. Uh, Battle of two shit teams here. Florida International beats Charlotte 34-15. Um, good for you. You both suck. Ole Miss LSU. LSU wins 45 to 20. Huge win for my LSU over seven play. Um, that was one I really needed. Ole Miss, <laughs> I, I don't know. They they very well could have been could have been fraudulent with the schedule that they played. Like they were set up perfectly to start off the season undefeated. Um, it happened. They started getting a lot of credit. This was a bad spot for them to have to travel to Baton Rouge. Um so, yeah, just is what it is. I, I don't think LSU has improved. I, I don't think they're a great football team. I just think this game was a lot more evenly matched going into it than people thought it was. And people sometimes forget how hard it is for teams to lose or win on the road, especially in this type of environment. So Ole Miss's first true test, and they fail it. LSU gets the win. Uh, like I said, real big for my number one play of LSU over seven. So, um a big loss for UCLA for my UCLA under eight and a half. They played Oregon. College game day was there. Eugene was absolutely on fire. Uh, Outson Stadium just going nuts for this one. Oregon wins 45 to 30. And honestly, they controlled this game a lot more than that score even indicates. Uh, Bo Nix looked great. Um, the, the team just looked good. I'm, I'm impressed with Dan Lanning as a coach. I'm impressed with the way Oregon has bounced back off of that massacre against Georgia at the beginning of the year. Um, they look like a legitimate team, so it's exciting. It's exciting to see where things are going there. It's kind of funny to watch Chip Kelly just continue to get blown out by his old team. Um, I don't know. Fuck it. Fuck UCLA. I need them under eight and a half anyway. Memphis and Tulane. Tulane, this was one of the games I was all over. Um, laying seven points. They, they got the win. It got a little closer than I needed it to. Uh, <laughs> I, I Tulane was absolutely blowing Memphis out. Memphis is, is not good on the road. This was their second straight road game. Tulane is just a legit team this year, um, and they keep rolling along. So 38-28, they cover, they win. Great. Texas was laying six, I think maybe six and a half by the time the game comes around against Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Gundy has owned Texas. I don't know why. This game was almost a touchdown favorite on the road. I mean, it just goes to show you the gambling public still has your big team bias with like Texas, Miami. They don't pay attention to what these teams do. Uh, Quinn Ewers, his first uh, real road game here, and it did not go well. He didn't look great. So 41-34, OK State gets the win. Uh, this one went down to the wire. Really great game. Um, I want Mike Gundy to win a national championship so bad or at least just get to the playoff he he earned it man years and years and years of people not truly believing in his team um it's tough it's tough to do what he's doing at that program if you just look at this the history 
of the Oklahoma State-Oklahoma matchup, you'll understand where Oklahoma State traditionally is in the grand scheme of things uh, in college football. And what he's had this team do in his whole tenure there uh, is just super impressive, and it, it only gets better. So um, big win for Gundy. I love to see Texas lose. I'm happy with it. Marshall, James Madison, 26-12, to 12, Marshall wins. Uh, this was one I was on. I was all over the points. I said, put a little on the money line. These teams were not separated by that much. Marshall is kind of disappointing this year, but they're not They're not a bad team. They're just a really unpredictable team. Um, but this this was a game that, that James Madison was giving up too many points. Marshall is a team that at one point was FCS, came up to FBS, and did what App State and James Madison are doing these days, what Boise's doing. They did this a long time ago. So I thought Marshall might have a little chippiness against this JMU team. Show them, hey, we're still we're still the top dogs. You know, we came up way before you. Um, we can get this done. So Marshall, that was uh, like plus three something for me as a as an underdog. Um, plus I had them all over them with the points. So um fine by me. BYU goes on the road, gets blown out by Liberty. Liberty continues to impress their one loss. Uh, a one-point loss against Wake Forest. They're not ranked, which is ridiculous. Um, I'm not seeing a ranking on this team. I'm just looking on on my app that I track scores on, which usually has rankings. I don't know how current these are. Liberty better be ranked. I'm going to be pissed if they're not ranked. Um, but BYU, anyway, the, the main point of this game is BYU sucks. I mean, I know this was a tough trip. I took Liberty with the points, but I wasn't real confident in it. Um but I knew this was like a tough, you know, cross country trip, and, and BYU's had a had a grind lately in their schedule. But um, really surprised to see this game just be a massacre. Jeez, uh, that's all. That's all I have to say about that. I guess I, I don't know. BYU just completely fooled me this year. I thought they were going to be a lot better. Um, Wake Forest blows out Boston College. I was on the right side of this one. Uh, the line started going down towards Boston College. Listen, nobody knows better than me. I am a guy sitting here with a Boston College over six and a half ticket for the season. Obviously, that is not going to happen. Uh, yeah, it's already not a possibility. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Wake Forest laying the points. I, I was all about that action. The easy, easy game there. Wake gets the win 43-15. Uh, Georgia Southern knocks off Old Dominion 28-23, also blowing my uh, – Georgia Southern under four and a half wins for the season. I was completely wrong about that team. Uh, there you have it. Miami of Ohio loses to Western Michigan, proving once again that the MAC is entirely unpredictable. I don't know what Western Michigan has shown this season to think that they were going to win that game, but and especially on the road. But hey, there you have it. They won the game. Fuck them because that cost me some money, but <laughs> it's all right. UTEP gets the straight up win over Florida Atlantic. Another one I was on. UTEP was plus four. I took them plus four. I took a money line. Um, Florida Atlantic just disappointing. Willie Taggart sucks. The 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 strategy to beat them is just I don't know. I'll coach them. Don't don't <laughs> don't uh, have penalties. He's just not a good coach. Basically, that's what I'm getting at. Talented team, not a good coach. Uh, they could be in or out of any game they play. And when they're on the road, I'm going to fade them. That's just what it is. Missouri, Vanderbilt, 17-14 win for Missouri. I was on the Vandy side of things. Um, they made it interesting. I wasn't sure which way to really, really go with this game, but I didn't trust Missouri um, at the end of the day. I, I don't think they're very good. I don't think Vanderbilt's very good. This is just a shitty matchup of shitty teams. Um, but I think Clark Lee has Vanderbilt going in a better direction than Drinkwitz has Missouri. Uh, two coaches trending different directions. 
Not going to talk about Colorado State, Hawaii, Arizona State, Stanford. I told you to take the two and a half with Arizona State. The game was 15 to 14 at the end of the day. So, hey, we covered. Cool. Um, Arkansas State, I was wrong about this one. They've been a covering machine this year. Not this game, though. Uh, ULL coming alive at a little, little bit now. 38 to 18, they get the win over Arkansas State. Butch Jones, uh, you suck. <laughs> Texas State. So I was worried. I called for Jake Spavito to be one of the coaches that gets fired this year. And then they beat App State. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that might have saved this stupid job. But then Southern Miss comes out, takes care of them on the road. Southern Miss wins 20 to 14 over Texas State. Uh, Southern Miss continues to be a pretty good football team this year. Texas State continues to suck. Um, and hopefully Spavadol gets fired in uh, my predictions, right? Well, you know, I don't mean that to sound as bad as, like, I don't want people to lose their jobs just so I call things correctly, but I don't know. He'll probably get a buyout and get some money out of it. I'm sure he'll find another job somewhere at some level of college football. So good luck, man. I, you know, no no, no ill wishes towards Jake Spavadol. I just like being right. Uh, Fresno State 41 to 9 over New Mexico. I was on the Fresno side of things. Um, and we got that one done. So Fresno, uh, Starting to get it together now. Starting to look better and better. Fife starting to figure out Tedford's offense a little bit. Still doesn't look great, but Mims, Jordan Mims, uh, he ran all over the place. 165 yards and a touchdown on Rocky Long's defense. So New Mexico continues to suck. Um, Not really a big surprise there, I guess. Next up is Boise State and Air Force. I had Boise plus uh, three and a half. I had Boise um, on the money line. Boise is just a different team. After they fired that O coordinator, started running the ball, uh, made the switch at quarterback, they're they're looking like a little bit more like the Boise of old. Um, Air Force has been a disappointing team all, all season. So um, I really like the Boise side of things in this game. And uh, here we are, sitting here with a win. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not much to say about it. It's just Boise's kind of back, baby. It's it's kind of cool. Mountain West really down, uh, not looking good. So anytime you get a team like Boise starting to kind of rise back up to the top, it's good for the conference. Uh, we know Air Force isn't going to do anything on the grand scheme of things. We've seen enough of them this year. Uh, Boise, only two losses. Obviously, they're not going anywhere major, but um, – you know, it's good for the conference when Boise rises to the top. It really is. It's a brand name that everybody knows. So uh, as much as I'm not a brand name type of guy, it's good for the smaller conferences to have your ab states, your Boises that continue to produce at a high level. So um, Alabama, Mississippi State, Bama rolls Mississippi State. I'm sure a lot of people called this one correctly. I did not, but um, I don't know. I just don't think a ton of this Alabama team this year. They win 30 to 6, like good for you. Nick Saban teams, you know, built built to to fuck up a team like Mississippi State. That air raid shit, it's not going to work on Alabama. So um, not a surprising result. I'm still not sold on Bama, but, hey, here we are. Um, next up, Penn State, Minnesota, whiteout game. Um, bullshit that they gave them the whiteout game and, like, the night game against Minnesota instead of next week at home against Ohio State. But, Hey, what did I say? It's the scheduling advantages. You didn't want Ohio State having to play in Happy Valley also on a night game. No, we don't want that. Um, yeah, I know X-Files music, conspiracy theories, but I think it's true, honestly. They don't want they didn't want that to be a night game. That's way too much smoke there for their buckeyes. You know, Big Ten wants a team in the playoff. They don't want to fuck around and find out. <laughs> so, you know, 
whatever, Penn State, whiteout game, 45-17. to 17. They get the win over uh, Minnesota on a backup quarterback who really wasn't very good. Sean Clifford uh, came out and showed out four touchdowns, one pick, 295 yards. Um, he's fine, guys. He's not a great quarterback, but he's fine, especially for college football. He's experienced. He, he's what you want. You know, Penn State – they're just doing Penn State shit. I don't. I don't know. They're not a top tier team, but they're close. And Sean Clifford's not a top tier quarterback, but eh, he's he's in that ballpark somewhere. Along, like most teams would want a guy like him. So, um, it is what it is. They're not going to beat Ohio State, but um, good win for them here. And they covered for me. I bet that game pretty heavily, minus four and a half. So, uh, cover for me. Good for me. Texas A and M, South Carolina called this one preseason. Um, it became more and more clear that it was like actually South Carolina might even be the better team as the season has gone on. You've heard me say it again and again and again. I've never been a Texas A&M believer, had an under ticket for them this year. Um, I think they're overrated every year, and this year was one of the clearest examples of that. Um, they lose on the road in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, I kind of knew just South Carolina was going to be hyped up for this game. 30-24, to 24, somehow they get another win. I think this team... At the end of the day, I still think South Carolina sucks, but they're five and two. So, how long before uh, you know they they get ranked? We'll see. Um, you know, SEC teams as soon as they pick up a little steam, they love to give them a ranking, so it looks better for the rest of the teams in their conference when they beat their stupid ass. Um, UCF East Carolina. This was one of my biggest plays of the week. Had ECU plus five. Had ECU all the way up to plus six, I think, and then also had ECU money line. They win 34 to 13. Look, this is the story. This is what I said was going to happen preseason. I said UCF was going to lose on the road against ECU. It's tough to win in, in Greenville, North Carolina, one of the toughest G5 stadiums to play in. Then they were going to come back for their homecoming, get Cincy in the bounce house. They're going to beat Cincy. Memphis is on a bye week next week while UCF is playing Cincy. Then UCF's going to go on the road to the Liberty Bowl. They're going to lose against Memphis. So, um, spoiler alert, that's what's going to happen. So, follow along, play along, and uh, I'll see you at the finish line. Colorado, Oregon State. Um, I didn't really know what to do with this game. It's hard to lay that many points. I think it was like 24 points with Oregon State. So, I took Colorado. Uh, this is one of those games I put in a bullshit parlay. I didn't bet it heavily. Um, glad to see Oregon State get that win, though. I'm a holder of their over ticket. They are now six and two. Uh, no love nationally, of course, but hey, it is what it is. Pitt at Louisville. I was on the wrong side of this one, but I the line was like Louisville minus two and a half. Honestly, I thought the wrong team was favored, so I didn't really know what to do. The line kind of creeped me out, so I didn't bet this game too heavily. Glad I didn't. Uh, Louisville 24, Pitt 10. Pitt went ahead, pitted. So I don't know. There's there's that. Um, K State TCU. This is the other game. Like how Sims played like a part of a quarter. Adrian Martinez went out of this game early. I was all over K State plus five, plus three and a half money line. All those lines I bet. Um, at one point they were up twenty eight to ten right before halftime. TCU scores. Adrian Martinez uh, was already out before that happened. But the backup was playing good. And then all of a sudden, third quarter, backup goes down. We got a freshman in the game. TCU's roaring back. Freshman quarterback for Kansas State sucks. Uh, Will Howard comes back. That's the backup quarterback's name for Kansas State. He comes back. Um, I don't know. End of the day, we don't get a cover. I did have this uh, in a teaser. So this was a big cover for me in that teaser that they only lost by 10. 
Um, but things just went all haywire. Uh, if you guys remember from last year, now Will Howard, he looked okay in this game. He he still kept it together, but that dude played a lot last year when Skylar Thompson would go down, and he sucks. So the difference between Adrian Martinez and these other guys, um, especially the freshmen, but even Will Howard is is massive. Um, we didn't get a fair shake at this game, so it sucks. TCU just keeps winning. I, I'm mind blown. Um, they're insanely talented, but I just didn't see this coming from Sonny Dykes. So uh, this team, just every week I watch them, they're so fucking big. They're just surprisingly huge every week I watch. So uh, this next game is going to be pretty interesting. I know I just shit all over West Virginia earlier in this podcast, but TCU's making that trip to Morgantown. Um, game's going to be in a pretty crazy environment. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what way the line is and what I think I'm going to bet it. Um, you know, I don't know what I'm really truly going to feel about the game, but I would say that – West Virginia money line is probably not a bad thing to just sprinkle some money on, uh, especially coming off that blowout by Texas Tech. Like I said, it's a whole different world when these teams come to Morgantown. So um, I'm already saying that that's probably worth a sprinkle. I wouldn't go crazy. They're not the better team by any means, um, by any means. And they could get fucked up, but uh, West Virginia can beat anybody at Morgantown. So um, probably going to be worth a sprinkle. Let's just put it that way. Wyoming, Utah State, another game that, you know, I, I bet this game like pretty heavily. It was one of my favorite games on the slate. Uh, Wyoming started off all the way down minus three. That's where I really hammered it. But I still uh, picked it at four and a half. I was still in on that. They win 28 to 14. Uh, just a really good spot there. So um, happy I got in on it. Hopefully you guys tailed that one. San Diego State, 23. Nevada seven, uh, still nothing impressive from San Diego State in this one. However, I will point out that they did switch their quarterback um, to what's his name? Something Maiden. I know that Jalen Maiden, um, and he was a little bit better than Braxton Burmeister. So uh, he didn't, you know, nothing special. Twelve to twenty-five for one hundred fifty-six. No touchdowns, no picks, um, but he did have fifty yards rushing uh, and a rushing touchdown. So a little uh, more of the offense that we were used to before with Brady Hoke and San Diego State. I'd like to see that. Um, it's going to be interesting to see them the rest of the year and, and see if they play better with the quarterback switch, uh, new offensive coordinator in there. We'll see what happens. But um, pretty easy pick at San Diego State, minus seven, honestly. Glad I got in on that one. Um, Washington Cal, this one was a sweat. But Cal plus seven and a half does cover as Washington wins 28 to 21. So another good win for Washington, another disappointing season for Cal. Um, sneaky spot coming up this week against Oregon, though. That's going to be really interesting. Uh, we did have a game canceled this week or postponed anyway. San Jose State had a fatality on their team. Um, to be honest, I haven't really looked too much into the story, but they canceled the game, canceled the trip down to New Mexico State. So uh, no action at the end of the day on that one. All right, guys, that is going to do it for this Coastal Covers reaction show for the week eight season or uh, week eight slate of the college football season. I will put it out there again. If you are interested in, uh, I don't know, a hobby, I guess, hit me up and uh, maybe you can come be on the show sometime. So let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at GCG underscore wins or the Coastal Covers podcast page at Coastal Covers 24. Um, and maybe we can work something out. Like I said last week, it's not a paying gig. 
Uh, this isn't a real company. It's just a dude with a laptop and a, and, and a microphone. <laughs> so, but I'm um, trying to keep this thing going. It's, it's really hard to maintain something all on your onesies. So, uh, you know, Proto Papa might be back for a show this week. Hopefully, I don't know, really hard to get a hold of that dude sometimes, but uh, is what it is. We're going to try to keep rolling along. If you're interested in getting involved in this, let me know. Um, you listen, so you know the format, you know what it is, and you know if you could do it. So hit me up. Uh, that's going to do it. I thank you guys for listening as always, and I will see you next time.